This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your McNuggets are closer than you think with McDelivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey, Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Welcome back, everyone, to Swans Cast on what is a historic week to be a Swansea City fan and a Cardiff City fan, actually, but maybe for different reasons and not as nice reasons. Um, obviously, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Uh, the first double in league history between the two sides. 110 years of uh, competitive league matches. No team has ever won both games until now. 2022 remember the year um or remember the day if you were there especially i'm sure a lot of people had a good time and lee is with me today he was there yesterday have you recovered yeah. oh yeah just about tired very very tired today yeah. all a bit of a blur yeah. but yeah i'm here last night no i didn't go to peppermint no i heard that some of the players did didn't they but i'm well, uh um, trundle put a tweet a tweet a tweet up Saying uh, where shall I start? And Mac Grimes replied, "Peppermint." So, <laughs> yeah, I, I I saw a video of Mac Grimes celebrating with fans. I don't know where it was. I might it might have been Peppermint. And I think like out. some people were out like Fish Show was out and a few people. But uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm too old to be out that late now. <laughs> so I'm absolutely dying today. So I'll, I think uh, it was um, you know certain circumstances I would have allowed for you to go. <laughs> I'm I'm physically here, but I'm not not quite all here. At the moment, no. Struggling. Fair enough. Fair worth enough. it. Worth it. Worth it. I'm sure we'll get in to talk about some of the details of the game. But aside from yesterday, how has the week been then? Yeah, not not too bad. Well, work has been busy, but I kind of sort of forgot about the derby a bit. It was weird because we had the international break, and then um, that was on the Thursday, and it was all the buzz, obviously, about Wales winning. And then we had the World Cup draw, didn't we? And then. Uh, like the build up to the World Cup draw anyway, and all of a sudden it just dawned on me that it was that it was Derby weekend just out of nowhere. So I didn't have time to get nervous really. But uh yeah, other than that it's been a quiet week for me. 
quite a week, quite a week, a loud weekend. Um, but yeah, for me, yeah. it's been pretty standard. <clears throat> uh, what did I actually even do this week? I don't even think I, think I did much, just working. Um, I think I went somewhere on my day off on Thursday, but I can't even remember. No, it's one remember. of those like you can't remember what you've done had for breakfast like i genuinely can't remember what i did <laughs> yeah i'm sure uh, it was something really interesting i'm sure it was, yeah well must have yeah. been must have been very enthralling <laughs> i can't even talk about it but uh yeah um bit of a boring week really uh i did just i know we talked about mcdonald's the other day i didn't get food this time but i got huh. the iced strawberry iced lemonade just just nice. uh, on the way home Never from that. today it's actually good it's basically a slush puppy nice um it's like frozen lemonade with a uh, strawberry flavoring in it. It's, uh, it's all right. Just grabs it on the way from right. work. Um, but yeah, let's get into it then. So as always, if you enjoy what we're talking about, especially after this week, celebrate the double of the South Wales derby. Swansea City being the best team by subscribing to us down there. Big red button. If you click that button, you'll get all of our content come up on your feed um, more regularly. And you can watch us more regularly and get involved as well. So let us know if you enjoy what we're talking about. Tell us your thoughts in the comments. And we want to hear how you experienced the derby. So did you watch it at the game? Were you there? How was your match day experience? Or were you watching it somewhere by some means, which you don't need to disclose, um, somewhere else? And did you enjoy it that way instead? Or were you like me and sneaking out of work, which I'll explain later, not sneaking out of work. But on my break, went to my car to try and listen on the radio, only to find out the radio feed kept dropping out. And uh, what do you think of that? And I'm sure we'll get into that later, because that was very annoying. Um, but yes, let us know your thoughts on how you experienced, celebrated the South Wales Derby double. Or so the, the doob. Doob. <laughs> yeah, without the L. Did you see the banner? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, it was a, someone held up a banner at the end of the game, and it was um. They took it with them, like. Yeah, it was 110 years, and it should have said one double Swansea City, but they missed out the L in the double. So oh, it was God. the dube. <laughs> Can you imagine we didn't win? I would have <laughs> no. got rinsed for that banner. <laughs> no, I only came out afterwards. I know, I know, but someone knew he was there, didn't they? It's like, oh, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Lee. Um, you're gonna to have to be our like on the ground uh, experience personnel because again I was stuck in work and uh, BBC Radio Wales couldn't even sort me out this time. But first double, as we've said several times in 110 years of league history, like I can't imagine how good it must have felt to be there. And I think what perhaps makes it even better for the ones who managed to go to the game is the fact that you've done it at their ground. Or we'd done it at oh, their yeah. ground, not yeah. our own. I mean, it would have been a part in the celebration to do it at home. We would have had all our fans there. But I just think it's more embarrassing for them that it was at their ground. And I think that yeah. just makes it all that much better. So how was the actual like day? Like what was the atmosphere like? Yeah, yeah, it was it was carnage. Just from minute one getting on the bus in the stadium. Normally as well. I think the way it normally happens with the police escort and stuff, normally it kind of kills the buzz a bit before you get to the game. But I was one of the lucky ones this time that we were in the stadium quite early. Um, I think I was in about an hour and a half before kickoff. But the way they do it is they bring so many buses in at a time. And I saw buses still coming into the car park like 15 minutes before kickoff. And that happened to me last time we went up there. And it kind of kills your buzz a little bit. But 
just minute one getting into the ground, it was bouncing and Leon Britton was there and everybody was singing and it was, oh yeah, it was just, it, I, it's going to be hard for me to explain it because it was, it was class from the minute how, we got to the stadium. How, how long were you there before kickoff? Though? Yeah, I was there about an hour and a half before kickoff this time. Um, so we got in, um, got a couple of beers and then just before well, the team. Some people 10 minutes, that's shocking that is. Why don't you just leave earlier? Yeah, I know. I don't really care why they do it. Like, I think they try and just stop people, everybody being in there once for like hours before kickoff, and you know, getting all hyped up. But did nothing, nothing they could do yesterday was ruining that. Obviously, the shortest away day on the calendar as well. So, yeah, it doesn't take that long to get back and forth. Was anyone famous or interesting on your bus? Not on my bus, but uh, no, I, Leon Britton was in the stadium, wasn't he? He was there. Would he have had uh, to go on the bubble trip? Or yeah, yeah, you would. Go? Yeah, no, I think he would have been on the bus. I think. I'm sure. I saw someone. Find everyone pints like was up at Liverpool before. No, no, he didn't. No. <laughs> Remember, were you there, Andrew Robertson Tight. and Trundle? I think it was the cup game up in Anfield. Uh, I wasn't there won. for that one. I wasn't there. Oh, was they were at the bar. You were. There wasn't one as well with Trevor Birch, wasn't there? He bought, he came, he went into a pub and bought all the Swans fans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was a years before. I think like when we won yeah. the League Cup, so we went to Liverpool and um, Trundle and Andy Robertson were just at the bar handing out pints to everyone. I think they just told awesome. people to just keep giving them pints, and then they were going to pick the tab up. And you could see him at the front just handing all these pints back. I didn't get one unfortunately, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was class. And then they were just down there and enchanted the entire time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Leon Britton, Britton, anyone else there? No McBurney this time? No, I didn't see anyone else. I think because they're all there, because it was a three o'clock kickoff, and then a lot of the players were probably playing. But uh, I think if we got moved to the Sunday, we would have seen a lot of players there. I think. I think yeah. they would have been there, which is, it adds to it because I don't know, it could be being biased, but I don't know if there's many other clubs where like all old players turn up for the, uh, for the derby. Yeah. Uh, Andy Robertson was in the commentary for BBC yeah. Wales. So he. Obviously, it was busy, but um, yeah. So it sounds like a good day. I'm sure you're going to upload uh, the videos you took to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I got. TikTok. So if you want to see his videos, follow us at Swanscast Media um, or follow Lee. You can see his at tag on the screen. But if you're listening on Spotify, it's at Studs S T U D Z nine two. Um, I'm sure you'll see plenty of match day experience. Uh, if you follow follow there on TikTok as well, there'll probably be some up, I guess, on on our TikTok. Same thing, Swanscast Media. But yeah, so what was what was the best uh, moments? Oh God, I it's hard to explain. I, it, it's probably hard to say, and people might not believe me, but there was definitely a different feeling about that derby. Like you could feel it before the game. Like it might have been our time. Um, it's easy to say now, obviously, but it was just something different about it. I mean. Russell Martin came out before the game as well, like just before the game, just before the players came out, he came over to the Swans fans to sort of clap them and give them a thumbs up and stuff. And you just thought, oh, they, they're up for this. I just just felt that something was going to happen. Yeah, they made um, a video, didn't they? All the, back, uh, all the background staff put a video together for the players they watched before the match. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. And then, like, the atmosphere. Obviously, the atmosphere is always good. They've been, been to Cardiff before a couple of times and the atmosphere is class, but there was definitely a different feeling about that one. Um, to pick out one moment, oh my god, I, I, I couldn't. The, the celebrations at the end. Didn't you say you ended up like three rows down from where you were sitting? The third, the third goal I did. The third goal I ended up about three rows down and about ten seats over. I don't just 
bit of an out the body experience really when that third goal went in because even when we're two 0 up, we're not in the standing like, bit. Yeah, yeah, I was in the standing bit. So how do you end up going? I thought they were big things in front of you that were the stand. No, I wasn't quite. I was supposed to be in the standing bit, but everybody just moved everywhere. So I was just like in the middle of like. So I did manage to get three rows down without. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't tell you. I've never, I've never, I never hugged and kissed so many strangers in my life. <laughs> After that, it was the third goal. It was. But I think Definitely that might be the COVID. moment. Because yeah, but that um, because when it was two 0 I think Cardiff were pushing a little bit, and you think like, oh, two 0 is a bit of a dodgy scoreline, and it was quite early in the game. It was still about sixty minutes on the clock, and you just think like one goal there might just change the momentum. But when that third goal went in, it, yeah, it was carnage. They just let loose then. I've, ne- I've never had an atmosphere like that, ever. Well, that's good. Um, you mentioned the buses earlier, I forgot to say, but Russell Martin said him and the players went down early to watch the fans get in on the bus. Buses. I don't know, I guess it was some, maybe the left, even before you left, if you say, and um, you were there an hour and a half before, because I'd imagine they would have had to leave a decent time, wouldn't they, to make sure they were there. No, I, I thought that, because when we got to the stadium before we left, they, the the big like Swansea bus was there, but oh, um, there I assumed it wasn't the team though. I thought, oh, surely they would have been up there. Yeah, he said he, he got him to come early to watch the fans get on to try and take in how important it was. Yeah, oh, bloody to the city. Fair play, fair play to him. Uh, but yeah, I've seen a lot of people saying in the media, like social media or just articles, um, how it's a consistent theme that Swansea seem to just get the South Wales derby more. Other players are always yeah. seem to be more up for it. Um, I can't remember what the exact score was, but there was a ridiculous aggregate score of since we've come back down, I think. Or I think it was since we've come back down. It might have been... Uh, sorry, yeah, the yeah, last I seven the last seven derbies. Swansea City 13, Cardiff City 1. That was their only win, wasn't it? The 1-0. Yeah. <clears throat> to Aidan Flint's header. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, so that's uh, a bit rough for them, I guess. And well, this season alone, it was seven nil on aggregate. So it's uh, yeah, a bit, bit, bit of a rough year for them. Like I think, and we'll talk about it later. Perhaps what this actually means for Russell Martin, but he's probably like bought himself a lot of time just out of nowhere. I didn't see any of these Russell Martin haters or Russell Martin out <laughs> people yesterday. Funnily enough, no. Um, I just think he just deserves the credit, didn't he, for this one? And the first goal, especially, oh. was a prime example of how we want to play going forward and when we get it right. And he's been out in the media saying how, you know, every time we have a bit of a gap, like an international break, or a couple of weeks off, we come back and play a game and it's a really good game, like the West Brom away, for example. Uh, the other Cardiff game, I think, was after an international break. Yeah. yeah um, and this one. Obviously, then, when the fixtures pile up and we have the midweek weekend they seem to lose the message a little bit is what he was saying I think because it's tough but um and the depth isn't there so we'll see what happens next season if we can get it like firing on all cylinders more consistently because consistency is obviously the issue but he's got a point I think in that you know when he gets a chance to work with them something good happens and the best thing happened yesterday so yeah, we've seen we've seen the signs all season that it's there. Like he's given us that there are moments where they are unplayable, <clears> and <throat> for it to happen yesterday in the derby was just that was ridiculous. Because some of the goals they scored, 
I mean, Cardiff were chasing shadows yesterday. I haven't seen a performance like that all season. I just think I am struggling the words to describe it because to be able to do that in a big game, it should have been cagey. It should have been nervous. It should have been, you know, they should have been panicking a bit on the ball. There should have been a bit of maybe some loose passes, but I'd go as far as to say they were almost perfect on the ball yesterday. I can't think of many times where they sort of gifted, you know, loose passes in midfield or anything like that. The the way they, and there were times where, like at the beginning of the game, they were passing it around the back and passing it around the back. And I thought, oh my God, please get rid of it. Please get rid of it. Because it was still quite tense in the stands. And they just kept doing it and they just kept doing it. And they were, at one point, I think like Kyle Norton's in the box, like next to Fisher and they're just like passing it to each other. And Cardiff are pressing with about four players. And then they just sort of have a little couple of one-twos between them and then they hook it wide to Cabango and then all of a sudden they're up the pitch and Cardiff were pressing and they were just chasing shadows I've ne- it, it hasn't worked like that all season but that's how that's what he wants isn't it that's that's yeah. why he keeps saying doesn't matter what happens doesn't matter what mistakes you make doesn't matter what the other team does this is where we're going to play and this is what happens when it works when it when everyone yeah. is getting it right so it shows how I guess you get a glimpse of the long-term project and the end goal. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be games the rest of the season where it doesn't end up like this. And I think we need yeah. to remember that. But if if you're one of them people have, that has been struggling to sort of bear with it, to have the bit of patience, maybe look at this as the example. When we're having a bad day, just take it in and be like, okay, I will give him a bit more time. Because, you know, only time will tell if he does manage to be consistent, but I think he deserves. He's, he has. He's done enough to deserve a little bit more time, I think, and and to have people trust oh, what he's doing. He was definitely getting like next season anyway. Like the Martin out things is ridiculous because, like I said, some we've had some games this season where we've been we've been awesome. They've been obviously games we've been poor, but the games have been awesome. And then yes, I I think yesterday was the best performance we've seen all season. Maybe biased because it was the derby, but. Take the derby aspect out of it for a minute. Cardiff were coming into it on a bit of form, apparently. You know, yeah. they've been doing all right under Steve Morrison. <clears throat> to go away anywhere in the championship and win four nil with a performance like that is a hell of a performance. Never mind the fact that it was a derby and Cardiff were at home. To be able to play like that in those conditions, I was just, I still speechless with it because the way they played yesterday was just proper, like old school what we used to play. The way they passed it around yesterday. Yeah, and I well, think that's we got, the main thing. We got rinsed for losing to Fulham, didn't we? When we lost five uh, one. Yeah, and um, that's a swing of four goals away from home. We had a red card, so like we got rinsed for that. So to go to your main rivals and have the same swing of scoreline with eleven men, you know, yeah, it's a that's a massive result. I didn't mention earlier either, but it's also the biggest Swansea City league win against Cardiff ever. Oh God, and it it could, it could have been more as well. I I think it could have been more. Yeah, they did um, say that on the, on the radio. It definitely could have been more. It, you know, when we were three 0 up, they kind of sort of the game was over, and uh, it was quieting down. And then they scored the fourth as well. And I think if they put their foot on the gas, it could have been, it could be even more. We attacked, well, though. we attacked with an intensity that I've never seen before. And I think Russell Martin mentioned about how, you know, how aggressive we were. Maybe because it was the derby, how aggressive we were going forward. When we did get in the areas, because um, we obviously we've been we've been moaning about you know 
shots on target and not creating enough chances. Well, they create enough chances yesterday to win five games. Um, well, Obafemi could have scored with basically like his first touch of the game from what I saw. Yeah, yeah. Literally from kickoff. Yeah, it was ball over the top by Perot. It was out of a ball as well, but he just misjudged the uh, the landing Obafemi did, didn't get a touch. I think he hoped he was offside, but luckily it was the linesman and the flag wasn't up. Um, but I could have been an instant uh, one nil. I mean, it only took him another like five minutes to actually get his tap in. Oh, but then that first no. goal was, um, I think it was a really good goal. And like oh, Joe Letley, who thought that Swans weren't even very good, even. Um, I, I, I'm not. Having that. I've seen so many. I've seen so many comments like, "Oh, it was all us. It was all, you know, we were poor and Swansea weren't even that good." Well, yeah, Joe. I just. Thought it was funny because Joe Joe Ledley's um tweet. Yeah, he's not not taking he used it well, the word is he? even quite this is the sentence, right? I don't even think Swansea was even good. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, yeah, but uh, like I, it means nothing. You just it's it's no like it's nothing off our back, is it? Because you can look at it both no. ways. We won four nil if we weren't that good. Well, this is why I said, I co-tweeted it just because I thought it was hilarious. And I was like, if Swansea even was not even good, what even (laughs) does that make Cardiff even? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's great. Obviously, it's great on this side, isn't it? But you've just, you've got to take it, haven't you? Yeah. There's just no point. You've got to own it at this point. Yeah, you've got to own it. There's no, there's no doubt. Their manager has kind of tried to, but too far the other way, I think. Uh, Um, and yeah, Ledley's coming out crying. But uh, somebody retweeted to his. Um, well, he did another tweet. Yeah, no, that same tweet. Sorry, they they just tweeted him a, the picture of Obafemi. I've got a year actually. I'll, I'll pull it up now. I think we'd love to see it. So, got a couple of pictures. I thought I'd pull up. But yeah, you know the infamous oh, picture now. I think is going to live long in the memory of everyone. Obafemi just crap. celebrating in front of the Cardiff fans. There's a couple of middle fingers. <laughs> couple of uh, very frustrated Cardiff fans. Some of them bores a line considering where it went few, wrong. Did a few smiles in there, which is good because they're just taking it. Yeah. So I will say that. Uh, the guy in the like, you know where Obafemi is, just above him to the left in the blue jacket, he's just there like, with the, you could tell yeah, he's yeah. Just destroying him inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that um, picture is going to be, yeah. Yeah, so live forever, they've done it with like a spotlight and shadow going around it, and they just uh, kind of replied to Ledley's tweet with this picture. And Ledley replied because he's biting everything, saying, "Yeah, scored, but still shocking player." Oh, yes, yeah. So I quote tweeted that scared. one as well, and uh, I just simply quote tweeted that with uh, "scored twice asterisk." <laughs> yeah, I did. But yeah, but that going back to the goal, though, that first goal was just everything <laughs> that we want to see, wasn't it? It was just put, absolutely ripped them apart. Just yeah, lit, oh, like so many ones of the football. game. Oh, yeah, that set the tone. Then score a goal like that early on. That's just set the tone of the game. It's what, what a goal that was! Have we got links with Bet Victor or something? Swans? Are they yeah, like I don't know. They've been tweeting a lot, haven't they? I don't know. Yeah, well, they've been tweeting like, uh, well, they, they tweeted the squad and uh, and labelled them history makers, which I find, do you know what? Jay Felton's had a bit of a rough season. I'm so happy he got like 20 minutes yesterday just to be part of that. 
Yeah, and he was involved and, in the last goal as well. Yeah, and the other one is Cameron Congreve coming off the bench. Obviously, yeah. a local lad. He's only just made his debut a couple of weeks ago. He must, he must have been loving, even though he's on the pitch for what five minutes. Yeah, he must have just been. That's a dream, in it? It's a dream. Yeah, yeah. One experience. So, uh, and I think uh, Martin's done it. He knows. He knows he's local. We've won the game. Go and enjoy it. And you like to see that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, first goal, very good. Second goal, well, actually, like I said, I listened to the first half on what I could of it <laughs> on on BBC Radio Wales. So I had my, I organised my break in work to coincide with the game. So I went up to the car. To be honest, it's quite a good idea when I'm working. Never thought of it before. But yeah, I'll go sit in my car more often, I think. Listen to the radio, only for the feed to keep dropping in and out, which made me distraught. Um, but it sounded like we were well on top in the first half. I know you said we didn't give the ball away too much. It was only a couple of things, I think they said, where I was like, oh, we shouldn't be doing that. I think Norton once or twice gave the ball away when he passed it. But it seemed like every time he did it, he immediately, he, he immediately won it back. Yeah, like, yeah, there was a lot of that. Which... Fair play. Um, but they, they were saying, like, on the radio, they need to get a second one year because they're so on top, like, anything could happen after half-time. So yeah, did they feel was, like yeah. that? Yeah, definitely, because I thought we got a goal such, like so early on, you think, and we were in the ascendancy, you think we need to get the second goal year before half-time because, you know, in football, like, obviously they're going to go in half-time. The backlash is going to come, isn't it, early on in the second half. So you think, like, we definitely need that second goal to... Uh, to cement it, but uh, yeah. and then I would have deserved you know, Cardiff had a couple of half chances in the first half as well, so it was keeping us honest. But the only really, the only real outlet that they had, um, and was a bit of a worry, you know, in the first sort of 20 25 minutes was, um, is it drama or drummer from Leeds, the winger? Drama, the, the drama. right back, yeah, he was he looked sharp to be fair. And I think Wolf got booked and on that side, and he was getting a lot of space. And I thought, oh, if anything's going to come, it's coming from that side. And we looked like we were struggling to contain him a little bit. He was getting a lot of free kicks down that side and he was getting down and getting a lot of crosses in. So he looked yeah. dangerous. But I think after that, then, like, you know, Wolf yeah, was Wolf excellent. brought him down, didn't he? He ran past him and brought him down. Just him yeah, down. I worry because he got booked then as well. And I thought, oh, it's going to be a long game. You know, him struggling. But after that, he was solid. Well, got his goal. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, was yeah, there any was the other big thing, chances in the first half that we should have done better with? Oh, there was yeah, it was a massive chance with um, Oberfemi went through. I think it was a loose pass from Cardiff, and he sort of oh yeah, on yeah. It. Was it Flint's goes, back header or something, and didn't make it? Yeah, it was something like that. And Oberfemi was clean through then, and uh, I can't remember who got back and made the tackle. I mean, it was a great NG, tackle. I think it was. Yeah, it was a great tackle. In all fairness, in the end, but I thought like he went down quite early. I thought if he just sort of if Oberfemi cuts back in there, it's two 0 because he'd already committed. He was down on the deck. If he just sort of cuts inside there. It's two 0 so that was a that was another big chance, and I think it was Perot had when it came back to him. Someone laid it back to him deep in the same position that um, Oberfemi was in for the fourth goal and scored, and Perot was in that position in the first half, and it opened up for him. And he thought, "This is goal time here with Perot," and he hits it over of all people. Yeah, I think I remember yeah. you in that as well. Um, yeah. Okay. Second half starts. Did they come out rally? Yeah, they did a little bit. They did have a, they did have a bit of a spell at the beginning of the uh, of the second half. They did sort of start come as you would expect. Like I said, they go in half time one nil down. They're going to get fired up and they're at home and they're going to come hard second half. But you know, it wasn't anything. 
it wasn't anything too worrying. A lot of crosses into the box again, which I thought we again I thought we dealt with that so well, which we haven't normally. I can't really recall. They had one header in the second half. I think it was it might have been Vokes, was it? That just went wide. And apart from that, Flint I don't think one. they really. Yeah, Flint had one. But apart from that, we dealt with everything that came into the box. They, I mean, you know what's coming: corners and free kicks, just pumping it into the box. But I think we just dealt with it so well. According to the radio, they were man marking Flint with two players. Yeah, I think it was Christie and Norton. I think because I think Andy Robinson was like, I've never seen anyone man mark with two players like on oh, my man. Yeah, well, the thing is, you know, look, I was I get so annoyed, and I like I know it's it's used as a joke sometimes with with like the way the Cardiff play football sometimes, but it should never work, but it does. But I'm so glad that it didn't work yesterday because you think like the goals that we scored and the way that we passed the, the, the ball around and then you can have one lump into the box and someone like Flint can just get ahead on it and, you know, win the game. And so frustrating because you could see it. They were getting free kicks off that drama and corners and that's it. That was literally all they offered was crosses into the box. And once we dealt with that, it was they were they were never scoring. So the the forwards didn't really do much then. Hugill and Harris. No, I think Hugill had like a half chance in the first half, which was blocked, and then I think it was Hugill's header actually that just went wide, not Volks. I'm surprised that uh, Colwell didn't start or Isaac Davis, but there we go. Well, I think fans have been calling for them to start, haven't they? Because they've been uh, playing well, but there we go. I, I said to my uh, friend in work who's a Cardiff fan, um, I think he wanted them to start, and that was kind of like the going for it selection, or would you play the more standard, traditional Cardiff selection that's going to lump it up and let us pass around and, and all the rest of it. Seems like they went back to that. But then that's, they have been they won one game, haven't they, since they, we've come back down, so it hasn't been the most successful. Yeah, look, I mean, we you know we can joke about it, but they just some of the football they play is horrific, and it has been for years. Like the way that we've been trying to play, in all fairness, it should it should win, shouldn't it? You know, like you've seen the record, like you said, like what was it, thirteen one in the last seven games, and I think we've been knocking on the door to do the double more in the like we've had more of a chance than they have in the last. Yeah. I think every season since we've come down, we've I think we've won the first game. I think. Yeah, I think so. It's only been. Yeah, you're four. right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, four. yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, because <clears throat> um... they they went up, didn't we? When we first came down with Potter, and then there was Steve Cooper who won the first three one. three years. Then, yeah, sorry. Yeah, three years it is. Yeah, we won the first game. Yeah. Um, okay. Cabango scored his first goal of the season. I thought this was quite funny. I'm pretty sure. It could be the second, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it was our first league goal from a corner. It might be, yeah. Which I feel yeah. Russell Martin said that in his interview as well. But um, yeah, it would be how ironic be, yeah. how we've been shocking our set pieces all year, even if it's our second. Uh, how ironic that we've been shocking our set pieces all year. Can't score, you know, for the life of us from a corner. Um, been an area where a lot of our fans have been annoyed at, and rightly so. And then you go to a team like Cardiff who thrive off that sort of opportunity and, are, you know, will be good at defending them as well. And we get our first or yeah, first goal from a corner there. Yeah, like, it was quite... That's, uh, it was quite fun. scrappy, wasn't it? Because uh, it went out first to Matt Grimes and then he had a bit of a scuff shot, which... Well, he kind of like, like driv- 
did a low driven shot and then it got blocked or saved or yeah. something. Fell to Cabango. Yeah. Can we talk about that finish though? What it was a finish fast. that was. When I saw him lining it up on the replay, I was just like, Jesus Christ, like because he kind of stands still, <laughs> but just like yeah. shuffles himself onto his better foot. Well, I think actually he shot with his did he shoot with his left or his right? No, right it was. Right, yeah, he shuffles himself onto his better foot and then just kind of like like laces through it into the bottom left corner. Yeah, I had a great angle of that as well, where he sort of hits it in across the across the keeper in the side netting. Uh, I like lovely view of that. I didn't even realise who scored at the time. I had to turn around and said to someone, who scored that goal? I thought like it was such a good finish. And says Cabango. So there was no way Cabango scored that goal. But like, it was, what a finish that was. He looks so clumsy on his feet sometimes, you know, when he's like <laughs> running with a ball and that. And it was one of the moments where you saw him and he was kind of like, oh, it's like a deer on ice the way he's lining up for that shot. But it was out of a finish. Um, oh, great finish. I was just thinking of before the game as well, because someone at work was asking me if I was going to put bet on. I was like, no, I'm not touching this. Um, yeah, I didn't either. But then I was thinking, I was like, do you know what? Like, maybe I should do, I didn't do it, but maybe I should do a bet on a random player scoring because it seems like in these games, there's yeah. always a random player that pops up to like win the derby or like get a, a good involvement. So I know yeah, Femi right, scored yeah. a pass and didn't last time, but it's been like Bidwell scored last time. We've had Wilmot recently. We had, um, well, this time now, Cabango's popped up and, 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 Wolf and got a goal. Well. And Hans Wolf's got his first goal yeah. of the season. So it's just yeah. it's one of them games that, not all the time, but quite often, you just yeah, find right an unlikely source popping up to get the goal. I wonder, yeah, I wonder why that is. Might be just be, there's so much focus on the bigger players. Everyone um, just wants to get a goal, perhaps. So maybe in situations where they wouldn't, Get forward, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe other games yeah. they do take the chance, like maybe. would Cabango have shot like that in every other game, or would he have tried looking to play it somewhere better? Or I say not better, you know what I mean? The more forward yeah, player, yeah. um, yeah, I don't well, know. No. Don't well, don't do it again because it was a great finish, he needs to be shooting more often, yeah. That was um, a hell of a finish, yeah, brilliant finish. If you haven't seen the highlights, I would recommend going to check out them. Oh, but you probably yeah. have seen them, let's be honest. I've, I've watched the them. highlights. I watched the highlights about nine times now. And I was at uh, the game. <laughs> I still yeah. watched them back. So we we touched on Hans Wolf's first goal as a swan. I don't think anyone would have bet on it being a header. <laughs> no, no. It reminds me, it gives me like Nathan Dyer in the Premier League vibes where he really shouldn't have scored a header in that game. I yeah, did. it's true, yeah. Because yeah. Hans Wolf's probably one of the smallest. Uh, you know, he's not the tallest. But he's also not bulky yeah. to like muscle his way into you know win a header against like the the Aidan Flint in Cardiff's defence and and he manages to yeah. score a header. It was a good finish as well. Oh um, yeah, touching the badge on his celebration. Which nice I gotta thing. say, Wolf, how good he, like I was worried about him. Like I said, in the first twenty minutes and he got booked. I thought oh, he's struggling on that wing against Drama, and after that, I thought he was he was brilliant. He was controlling the game on that side then. He was playing some lovely balls. He was getting the good positions. He was he, he pinned that. He pinned the wing, pinned the wing back. Easy for me to say, pinned the wing back back, um, all game then, and then obviously he scored the third goal. He had a nice hand in the fourth goal as well. He just looked. Didn't he get the assist for Buffemi's last goal? Yeah. I think. yeah, yeah, and he was excellent after that. He had a couple yeah. of he had a couple of chances actually where he got in good positions, and then he just had to like sort of beat his man and. And get a get a shot off, but he got, you know met, you know messed up a couple of shots. But yeah, he was he looked really dangerous. I thought he was class. 
I'm wondering if we'll explore any, uh, you know, opportunity to keep him here next season. Maybe, but I mean, I but on, on that but... on that note, though, as a priority, um, Christy brought the ball over to him the knee on, like you know, on a sixpence right in his head. Yeah, Christy was fantastic again. It, whatever he wants, out of contract, isn't he? Ah, uh, we if the thing the problem is clubs aren't stupid, so they're going to be looking at him like playing well in the championship, aren't they? So knowing that he's out of contract. If we, I don't know if I don't know if it's allowed, but if we can get him to, like, sort of sign a contract now or agree to something to stay, I for think next it's season. allowed <clears throat> until a month before that his contract expires within the same. Oh, league. I hope I hope they're having chats behind the scenes though to try and get. Uh, to yeah, try and get I mean, he's made he's made noises that he wants to stay, saying that he feels a home year and stuff, and yeah, he's but happy year, so money talks, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Depends what wages we can he's offer. In, He's been off, you know, not playing that much of Fulham. Now he's come to a place where he's playing. So he might he might like that, that he feels comfortable and part of a project. So it depends. Some players would, some players go where the money is. But I guess we could just show him Ethan Led as an example where he's gone to the better team and hardly kicked the ball. I, you know, gen- genuinely, right? I, I know, like, it's hard to say because if you think about the first derby, how good Led was in that game and he created everything. But I think Christie's come in, and I just think it just wasn't a problem at all. I mean, I don't think been... we miss him. I don't think we miss oh, Led. We don't miss, we don't miss him at all. Christie's brilliant, so Led much better than been... I was expecting. Led was raw talent, but maybe you know some of them penalty shouts and that. Maybe yeah. there was some naivety sometimes where he didn't have to go down, and he could have done better if he stayed up. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah. So look, he's still young. He's not. He's still learning, isn't he? That's why he's out alone. Yeah. Whereas you get the experience with Christie, so it's kind of I haven't really missed him, really. Oh, he's been, I, I, I got to be honest, he's been fantastic, Christie has. And yes, I was so impressed with him again yesterday. I'd love to see him back here next season. I'd make that a priority to try and get him to sign next year on a free. I think it'd just be such a good pickup. I do believe uh, they have come out and said they are working on trying good. to make it happen. So good. we'll have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, that ball um, he delivered for that Wolf goal, Yeah, class. Full back to full back. Yeah, if we did entertain the idea of keeping Wolf, though, I'd like to, you know, not want to sign him permanent as a left back, but actually yeah. play him in an attacking role where he's meant to be. So hopefully well, that look. means we're fixing the left back position in it. I know better's around now, but obviously yeah. we need a second, whether that's Manning or someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fourth goal then, Obafemi's. Uh, Second, that was a good finish. Oh, what well, this this again was like the first goal, the passing down the wing, and they got clear. I think it was between Wolf and Fulton, and then I think Fulton cuts it inside, isn't he? Lovely on the outside of his foot to Wolf, and then lays it off to Obafemi, sticks it in, sticks it in top corner. What a goal that was again! Was that of a finish? The goals they scored yesterday, I still just can't get over it. The, in the derby game, to just play that football and score that quality of goals, yeah. There was a cracking finish. Um, oh, yeah. Like, 3-0 up. It's composed. It was six in the top right corner. Keeper had no chance. And what was the celebrations like after that one? I know we did swim away after the first one, which is where that iconic photo comes from. Yeah. Um, got Cabango's celebration up on the screen now. I think the team came over and and kind of embraced him. Um, did he do swim away again? Or just kind of, like, got bored? I think he, I think he wasn't he... in the contest anymore. 
No, I think he did, but not like when he was celebrating. They came over to the corner and celebrated, and then I think, you know, as he's like walking back to the halfway line, he does a little swim away. I think to the fans on the touchline. But um, did you see there was an article right on Wales Online before, like during the first half it popped up, not even half time yet, and it was an article saying Swansea City's Michael Oberfemi performs controversial celebration yeah. even after last time when there was um, con- like you know issues and and people are just like already starting the like to change the narrative can't talk about the defeat or whatever because everyone accuses wheels online of being cardiff biased and they yeah they yeah they are though but like i don't really just get a grip in it it's a celebration it's a derby match why why is it it a problem why has it been a problem this season every derby we've ever played in history we've done the swim away the players have done the swim away shelby got in trouble didn't he when he did it in the cardiff stadium Oh, did get uh, get a grip, man. I remember yeah, the derby. Cool. I remember the derby. I think it was the. I think it was. I, I can't remember. It was either it was either the one where we won three two. Prattley scored two, and he just did it when he scored. But there was one where I think it might have been two all actually, where every goal was celebrated with the swim away or the Ayatollah Ayat with the Cardiff fans, and it was like that was part of it. I think Joe Ledley scored and did it, and then some of the swans scored and did it and just every goal was celebrated with either one or the other so it's just like what like i don't understand the issue now like why it's come up in the last few seasons it just seems to me like it's just a bitter thing like they were comfortably beaten in the first derby and the only thing that could come out was oh doing the celebration doing that celebration it's offensive and all this and it was quite sad because russell martin didn't do it after the game because obviously he got a bit of heat for it after the first game so he didn't do it this time, and probably he probably thought like I'm not going to do it this time, and I just think that's a bit sad, really. Yeah, but there we go. I guarantee there'll be someone else might them. someone else yeah. might disagree and think not. Yeah, Bell is but... kicking off for about it or whatever. Swans get fined or whatever. You'll see something this week, but it's a bit. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. You see far worse things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah. So good four 0 win. Um. What were the celebrations like of that fourth goal, and when did the Cardiff fans walk out? Oh, yeah, it was. Um, I think the third goal, the Exeter started slowly, but then the fourth goal was just met with everybody leaving. Then, but I think like the 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 most celebrated goal was the third one for me. I think because like I said two 0 was a bit of a dodgy scoreline. You think, oh maybe, you know, maybe you know something could happen if they score, and it's we're in for a last fifteen minutes, a bit of a tight one. But when that third goal went in, it was. It was everything. It was the complete performance. The game was won. The double was won. And they just think it all came out in that third goal celebration. For me, anyway. I Yeah. Like I said, I didn't know where I ended up after the third goal. Um, and the fourth goal was part of the atmosphere then. And and it was such a good goal as well. It was just like the, the, just the icing on the cake then. Yeah, Everyone was, was already going nuts before you even scored it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was brilliant. After the second goal, it sort of turned a bit, turned a bit nasty between the fans starting yeah. to and then after the third goal then um yeah well, they'd all gone so there's no they'd all started nasty, walking so. away the better the, the the best thing ever the best thing ever for me was imagine bringing in blue flares into the stadium to set off when you scored a goal but you had to resort to throwing them into the away end because you were just soundly beaten they chucked flares into the away end yeah it was just blue flares coming into the away end then because obviously they weren't going to score a goal and set them off and celebrate with them so they just had to resort to throwing them into the away end. 
and that was that was just victory in itself. So was there any proper trouble? No, no, not really. There was a lot of you know, go oh, come here, come here, you come here. Not by me, but like that's just that's how far it that's how far it got. I think after the second goal, it started to get a bit heated, and um, but no, there was there was no trouble. I, I don't want anyone to get hurt or anything, but I just kind of wish there was something that made them think, oh, we got to put it on Sunday half twelve. Got to got to yeah. change the kickoff time. To be fair, I I know I I do agree with you, but I don't think. I don't think the time of the kickoff was an issue, really, with the. Just because I wanted it on telly, like oh, to be able to watch it. But yeah, that, or that, that get that, it off work because I would have been able to probably get it off tomorrow. That but was well, quite funny they... in a way. That was quite funny in a way that the flares were thrown into the away end because they were there planned for a for a goal celebration. Yeah, that is quite funny. Um, so would you say it's your best ever away day? <sighs> yeah, I, I I'd say so. I'd say so. Well, to win, then I've never won away from home four nil and gone and won for. Oh, maybe maybe League last Cup time final. in the championship, I think we won four nil away at Millwall. I think, but no, I think any away day we win four nil away is the best one. To do the double against Cardiff, Cardiff away day, yeah, easily the best away day for me. Um, my best one before that was probably when we beat Arsenal away when Michu scored two, but. Nah, this this tops that the atmosphere and what it actually meant and the celebrations after, yeah, that that won't be beaten. I don't think. So people calling out empty seats at the stadium. It wasn't a sellout then. No, it definitely wasn't a sellout, and I was a bit annoyed. Maybe it goes, you know, maybe there's a reason why they only gave us. I think it was two thousand five hundred they gave us, um, in the end. But I actually thought like, oh, it makes sense in the stadium. It looked like okay, we had quite a lot of fans there. But when you look back when I watched the highlights back and you could see the Swans fans in the corner, I just think they could have put another 500 fans there in those gaps, um, you know, and spaced the Cardiff fans out a bit further because there was empty seats around the stadium and it wasn't a sellout. I think we deserve to have more more fans there, to be yeah. honest, even it if it was nice. 500 more. Um, and maybe that would have been the max, but I think they could have put more fans in there easy. What is it, 30,000 yeah. 30, stadium, is it? Well, they like to tell us how much bigger it is than me, so... Shame well, can't yeah, fill it. It just means can't fill it against your biggest rivals. Like it means absolutely nothing now. Like just none of that. The amount of stick they tried to give us about attendances, and they can't even sell out in the derby. Yeah, like, attendances, and the, the the one for me that always gets me when they're like, "Oh, look how many fans we took to this away day this season," and then but the Swans only took like a hundred less, like on Tuesday, on Tuesday night. night three years ago. So we must have, but it's just, it's just, yeah, it's crap. It is. <laughs> And that's why I was just so glad that we won that double because it's just like football has won. I think just the way they play football and just I just think it was well. A, it's supposed to be changing under current manager, but yeah. Or maybe that was their away. downfall because if they probably shut up shop, they might have snuck a one 0 win. <clears throat> yeah, well, glad they didn't. Um, looking at the management interviews afterwards, Russell Martin coming out saying the most emotional day for him as a manager ever most emotional victory um like embracing it really i mean he's gone down in history like forever now people can yeah. re- think back on his time everything else about it say he got sacked by the end of the season you know unflattering finish in the league but only manager ever to do the double on a 7-0 in the season as well <laughs> like he's gone down in history that's the bottom line he's always going to be there now in that book as the first um, unremembered so 
important person in Swan's uh, history he will be. Um, he came out and also said, like, it felt even better because, um, you know, he's been asking for patience from the fans, from everyone about the style of play. And he hopes this is an indication of where things are going when he has a little bit of time to work with them, as I was touching on earlier. But he was also saying, you know, the media, um, maybe the Cardiff, like noise from Cardiff, they haven't been respecting the Swans. People are saying like their form's indifferent, they're not consistent. Whereas apparently Cardiff being on this good run of form. And I think he did touch on even the last 10 games is very, very similar. It was like a point different or something between them. So kind of got under the radar. People think it's an easy Cardiff win. Um, and obviously they must have been looking at all that stuff and using that as motivation because for him to come out and talk about that afterwards uh, and to say like, yeah, making a point a little bit, you know, we are we are still working hard and we can still do a good job. Um, yeah, it was yeah. nice to nice to hear and what a game to do it in. Uh, so he said a lot of things. He praised a lot of players. He was a bit on Oberfemi and how far he's come in the season and how much yeah. he's had to work and change his attitude and he said come out of a shell a little bit. So I think like he was making out like um at the start of the season Oberfemi was a little bit more guarded. <laughs> yeah. But now he's more open with the squad and I guess when you enjoy him being there, the best comes out of you. So I think all the players they definitely showing a lot of togetherness. Um in oh, that yeah. dressing room, which is but a good yeah, thing. You could see it after the game when all the players and the staff were celebrating together and you might be right there. I think like I was gonna I was gonna bring up a point actually about Russell Martin and what he's actually done with Obafemi. Like if we think like back to the beginning of the season when he was like, you know, putting him on the bench or he wasn't even in the squad or taking him off early and you know, telling him he had to sort out his attitude, whatever he's done with him, it's just been unbelievable. Because look at the well, look at the player he's become now with you know, scoring two goals in the derby. He scored I saw a stat earlier, he scored a lot of goals in the last recent couple of games, isn't he? I think he's going to get close to Peru's record at the rate they're both scoring at the moment. Yeah, but, you know... The record, think, like, his amount this season. Yeah, I think, like, credit to Russell Martin on that, to what he's done with him and made him into the player he has. And he's definitely become, like... Uh, I definitely think he's a big uh, personality in the dressing room now. Like, you've seen some of the the stuff that uh, like comes out on the social media um, with him, like, being a bit of a joker in the team. And I think it's just... It's, yeah. it's rubbing off. You could see, like, him, Patterson, Perot... All these players, they all just get along and they're all having a good laugh at the moment. It's just it's coming out on the pitch. Uh, you see, yeah. like Patterson, like commenting on people's posts. The knee, I think he commented on Cyrus Christie's post. The knee, like, oh, sign your contract or something. Did he? Yeah, or something along those lines. That's good. Go, go um, get it signed or something. He said. I tell you what, though, like um, it said, I got it here. It says fifteen goals for Perot and then nine for Patterson, nine for Oberfemi. So nice. considering. Didn't do much in the first half of the season. He's on his way to to getting some good uh, good results there. Could be close to top goal scorer. Because I think Perot's gone a bit quieter since he moved back. In terms of his scoring, he's uh, he's still given a lot. I think in other ways, like like his ball at the start that we uh, touched on. Oh, yeah. But you just mentioned the social content that you see in Oberfemi. Can I just give a shout out to whoever the Swan social media admin is? Because. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh my god He's, uh, they're having a laugh basically they're literally having a laugh and yeah, they're absolutely mugging them off 
I haven't seen what have they put up so far. I saw the. Um... I saw something yesterday. Trying to find it now, but I can't. But well, it was the laptop thing. Oh, the laptop! Oh, I don't Can know what you... happened there. <laughs> But um, it's, it's the TikTok that's the better. Oh, here we are. Siri, show me limbs. And oh, it's yeah. uh, the celebrations after, I don't know what goal it was. Oh, I, saw I, actually, I, I actually spotted my other half's uh, uncle on that video. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, cropped it right off. I cropped it right off to him. I was like, is that you in the red coat? He's like, oh, yeah, I got a bit excited. There's a guy <laughs> in front of him holding up a crutch, just waving it. Yeah, I saw head. that. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, brilliant. So that was, that was good. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I did. I did get my. I did. I did get my uh, claim to fame actually as well. If you, uh, if you watch the highlights back when they first show the, um, the sign, the the banner that comes out that says about the double, which is spelt as the doob. Yeah. Um, Are you in there? I think it's forever known as the doob now. That's what it's called. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just like the just like the people behind me are holding up the, the sign, and I'm just stood in front of it. But yeah, that's the yeah, let's have a look. But I can't wait for the TikTok content after this. It's gonna be brilliant, I'm sure. Yeah. Definitely the goat admin on uh TikTok. I think I tweeted that actually. Something about them being the goat admin. But um well, what I did notice is what I thought quite funny, if you look at Cardiff social media, it was after the second goal I saw this. They couldn't even use the name. They couldn't even use Swansea in their tweet. They said <laughs> this is what they said, the away team double the lead. <laughs> oh, I love it. They couldn't even put Swansea. Like that's how much it hurt. They couldn't name their rival because they were losing and having the double done to them. That's great. I know. I, I, I really uh really enjoyed that. Um sticking with Cardiff for a second and something else if you do fancy a little bit of uh evening uh comedy go to their website. <laughs> Their, their, their website and look at the look at the press conference from uh, Steve Morrison, the manager, because I think a lot of the Cardiff fans are not very happy with some of the way he's been talking, specifically in this one. I think it doesn't sound so bad in some of the other ones. He, I think in his head or like what he's trying to say, he's trying to say the right things, but he said a few of the wrong things. Uh, one of which I've got here. I think they were talking to him about how disappointing the game was and you know to lose to the biggest rivals, to lose the first double, to lose four nil, the biggest loss against Swansea, all these things. And then he basically said I w- my remit when I joined the club was to keep this club in the championship, not to win certain games. Ouch. Which fair enough. But I don't think you should say that after you've just got thumped 4 0 by your nah. biggest rival. Oh, God, yeah. He's trying to back his position there, isn't he? And say, like, look, you know. Yeah, he's trying to say, like, you know, it's a, it's a blip on the road to us. Overall, we've done quite well. This is a blip, and we're still on course for ending the season quite well. That's what he's trying to say. But he wasn't in charge for the first one either. So it's... No, but it's, this is the sort of game that, even if you're looking at the big picture of your time in charge, you take this one out of any sort of form. Uh, you're looking at, like, you don't think, oh, we've won the last three, we're trying to avoid relegation so we can afford a slip-up and Swansea's next and it's fine. Like, you don't take that into consideration when you're looking at, like, uh, you know, your targets, I think. It, it's a must-win no matter where you are, whether you're going for the league title, whether you're going for the playoffs, whether you're staying in the league. Well, that's what I think. And Yeah, so and you, must, you're... Like, 
your fans are not going to accept that. I mean, like, you know how much the derby means to Swans fans as well. If Russell Martin was yeah. coming out after, if we got thumped after the game and he's coming out and saying like, oh, look, you know, it doesn't matter. We're doing all right this season. Then it's not going to yeah. wash, is it? And uh, it's funny because Steve Morrison was talking before the game, wasn't he? Saying how um, they didn't have any pressure and uh, on, and because they just saw it as another game, basically. And, and you know, yeah, it's a big one. It's a derby, but we'll prepare as we prepare for anyone and all the rest of it. And how... Uh, He'd been around Gareth Bale loads in the Wales camp in the last week, oh, and uh, yeah. the only thing Gareth Bale would say to him was, "Make sure you beat Swansea." Oh yeah, that was his. That was their trophy, wasn't it? The, Maybe the that Gareth means Bale, Bale should to come to us now instead of Cardiff. Next, if he's <laughs> going somewhere in the summer, so come to the actual winners. Um, the thing is, like they they've got a lot to turn around, haven't they? Look, they could they could even they could even like you know turn it around and do the double against us next season, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We've, done, we've done the first after one. 110 years. The first one is the only one that matters. Yeah, exactly. They'll always ask. Who they can the have one. the next three, like you know, we're, yeah. we're still down in history as the first. Exactly. I don't no want to remember the, the next three. I'll just put that on record. No, but, no. Uh, always <laughs> remember the. Always remember the first. Um, the other thing Steve Morrison said, which we thought was funny, um, I think after this actually, the reporter was asking about, you know, yeah, but it's four nil, like that's a big, you know, a big loss. It's hard to take, and he was like. And he basically was saying, no, it's a loss. So the reporter pushed further and was like, yeah, but like to your fans against their biggest rivals, 4-0, like that's embarrassing. Like it's going to mean a lot to them. Yeah. And his reply was, um, you know, no, we've lost the game. We've still lost the game regardless of whether we lost it 4-0 or 1-0. We've still lost the game and not been good enough. Which again, on a, maybe on a normal game, you think, okay, fair enough, but when you've got your rivals mugging you off now for the next couple of months because you just got thumped 4-0 on your own turf as well. I just don't yeah. think you should be saying that sort of stuff in the interview. You need to be coming out like the biggest amount of damage control <laughs> that you can do. And oh, yeah. Kind of I mean, I saw... Even more. I saw I saw a tweet. That, I think it was a Cardiff fan. I tweeted it and it said, like, they don't understand the, like, the stick that the fans have got to put up with now for the next like couple of months. You know, it is massive, isn't it? You can't downplay it because it means everything to the fans. Even you know, even the Cardiff fans, it means everything. So if your manager's coming out and downplaying it, I would be you'd be fuming as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh just, you know, another reason why I guess we're lucky to have Russell Martin in charge, but and not uh not some of the guys that get employed up the road. You can't you can't you can't you just can't argue with our manager appointments as much as we moan about everything. I always say you can never argue with the managers that we've appointed. Yeah. So far. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had Bob Bradley. <laughs> yeah. So we, we have yeah. had, you know, we've had some that didn't work. Um, last point I've got on my little list of notes. I don't know if there's anything you want to add afterwards, but the coverage of the game. Now, we've touched yeah. on it already, but it just this was makes my only me sad. As well. It makes me sad that just the historic stuff around yeah. this game, and in hindsight, when it's happened now, it's easy to say it, but there's always a big chance of it happening. Regardless of whether, like, it doesn't even happen for the next five years. When someone wins the first game, because of the history of no one's ever done it under the length of time, you just think it's always got to be on TV. It's always got to be moved. And it always has been up until now, yeah. in recent yeah. memory. Um, yeah. And then the one time that it's not on the television, it happens. And it's such a celebration. And it wasn't just... The, you know, the double, it was a massive win. It was a great performance. It would have been great on TV. It's just so sad that we couldn't watch it, like, unless you were there or had 
yeah. ways and means of doing it. You know, legitly, like the fans just couldn't watch it. The fans couldn't watch a massive moment of their club's history. Um, and that's just Sky. And then I was trying to listen to it on the radio. And the one game you just want to run smoothly as anything, and it was technical difficulties with the feed dropping out. So I spent yeah. half the time in the first half listening to Newport play against Exeter, which they ended up losing actually. Um, <laughs> but like, I want to, I want to listen to the derby. I can't watch it on the telly. I'm in work. There's no way for me finding it on on my phone. Well, I couldn't anyway. So let me at least listen to what's going on. And then it just kept cutting out. It was so frustrating. Yeah, I. I... I was, I was lucky enough to get a ticket, but I was still so annoyed at the coverage, to be fair, because it's massive for the two cities. Like, for example, like even if I'll try and be fair on both sides, as much as we obviously like to beat Cardiff and everything, and we've had a good laugh about it, but at the end of the day, it's massive for the both cities. It's massive for South Wales. If you have, obviously, the game in Swansea is on TV as well. You know, everyone Cardiff's going to be watching it on Sky and vice versa. That game should have been on TV yesterday. Because everybody who couldn't get a ticket, there's only 2,500 tickets, should have been able to watch that. And you've got to understand as well, like the, the derby atmosphere, it's not for everybody. Like my my parents have season tickets for the Swans. There's no way they're going to go to Cardiff away. They go every week to um to watch the game, but there's no way they feel comfortable enough going in that away end, which I can understand for some people. Not a lot of not a lot of um young children there either. Um, you know, and you know there were some. Um, it is safe. I will say it is safe, but a lot of people not comfortable maybe taking younger children into a way into the Cardiff away end, which is understandable. That game should be on TV. Everybody should have had the opportunity to watch it. Um, it's massive for the two cities, and it should it should be on. It should always be on. And I hope, I hope it never happens again. And I've moaned to you enough times about Sky that they've got the monopoly on the EFL, and if they decide that that game's not big enough, they've got to be something in place next season that. S4C can pick it up or BBC. Yeah, Wales. so I was just gonna say, it's like, got, it's got to be in place because I think it's criminal. There's not many clubs in Wales in the English league system. It's the the only derby, really, you know, the biggest one, anyway, um, at this level for us, for these clubs. Like, I know you get Newport, you got Wrexham in in the system, but there's nothing on that level. And I just know it's just like if Sky don't want to show it, let a local provider show it. Just... They do it. They do it for the FA Cup because the Swans and Cardiff FA Cup games in the last couple of seasons. If like obviously it's not on like the main BBC or ITV coverage or BT, then usually BBC Wales picks it up or S4C. Now I don't see why that's a problem. Like I know Sky have got exclusive rights to the EFL, but it's not fair that if they decide that weekend that Cardiff and Swansea is not going to be shown, then they should they they should release it to. S4C at least, or BBC Wales. Remind me who was actually on television this weekend as well. Forest and Blackpool was the 12 o'clock kickoff, and Hull and Huddersfield was Friday night. So you're telling me more people would have watched Hull versus Huddersfield? Because I think neutrals love a derby match as well. Yeah, I think they do. But I mean, we're we're, we're championship fans. I can understand if people, like, you know, they don't want to watch Swans Cardiff. I don't want to watch Hull and Huddersfield. I may put it on, but I'm not going to rush home or not doing anything to watch that. And it may be the same with the derby, but I think you're right. If it's a derby, then you're more likely to watch it. And I know the old firm derby was today a lot of on people, the Sunday, yeah. which is why they couldn't move it. But how many people watch, you know, Celtic against, I don't know, Livingston, <laughs> but they will then watch the Celtic Rangers derby? Why couldn't they, why couldn't they move it to 
Sunday, like four o'clock. I know, I, I know the old firm is obviously a massive derby, but I'm just uh, just being an example. And yeah, I had but a that look was at like twelve well. o'clock, wasn't it? The old firm, so they, they could have yeah. had in one of the slots afterwards. It's yeah, I, the I EFL, just... is it? it? Didn't take the EFL slot. That should this should never happen again. I don't think. I think it's I think it's really harsh that they've got the exclusive rights and then you know nobody could have watched it yesterday. Um yeah. if you didn't have a ticket. So that that really annoyed me. And then I I don't know what it was. I don't know what I don't know what the agenda was with Sky because I watched the I was desperate to see the highlights last night when I got home and I I put on Sky Sports News for the like they do like a championship roundup and it was the last game. They even showed Stokes one nil win against Sheffield United, and it was an own goal one nil. And they showed I'll, that before they showed the derby. If it was a nil nil, and even though it was a derby match, if it was a nil nil. You'd get it, but it's it's a four nil game. Like it's a four nil game. Doesn't matter who's playing. It's a four nil game. Four nil game. The history of the double, um, and they lit, lit, it was literally the last game on the Sky Sports News roundup that I watched last night. My uncle texted me earlier in the day, uh, like perhaps an hour before kickoff or something, just being like, you would never, or so, maybe one, my uncle, was it you actually? Or John? Perhaps it was John. It was someone. Someone messaged me being like, you'd never realise it was uh, Derby Day in South Wales watching Sky's football coverage today because they no. have not even mentioned it. Not there even, was like, nothing. But but even that as well, I went on I went on BBC Sport because I like to see the like the headlines and it wasn't on the main sport headlines. I was like, okay, Fair enough. Maybe, maybe not. Then I went into football, and it wasn't the main headlines. Even, you know, it's Fulham beating QPR was one of the headlines, and uh, I think the Forest win maybe was in the it's headlines. Fulham QPR, bit of a derby though. That might be. Well, yeah, but but even so, like, win in 110 year history, first double. If you, like you said, when you went on Twitter, like people like um, Bet Victor and stuff like that were putting up tweets like, "Oh, 110 year history." First double is done, and it was literally nowhere to be seen on all the main media outlets. Yeah, shame. It's always been yeah, a little bit like that with again in a collective union now. Cardiff and Swansea as two Welsh teams don't moan too much or like um, going a bit off topic here. But you know we've had issues with perhaps refereeing in the past. I think Cardiff get them as well. With with just the general standard, I know it is across the league, but sometimes it feels like sometimes with the Welsh when they come to New Year's, like just can't get anything off the ref. Well, and I know they feel the same way, so I'm just saying, like for both of us, there's just yeah, there's always that little thing there, like we're the two Welsh clubs, and no one really. Yeah, cares. I like I and people people might disagree with me and think I'm being really petty and and stupid, but I definitely think that was definitely. A point trying to be made there by Sky. I think they were like, "Oh, you know, two teams that you're mid-table. Like, why? Why should we put it on TV? Don't give it the coverage." Um, I definitely think there was a point trying to be made there. They tried. Yeah. They basically tried to bury it. It looked like. Well, you said you're burying your Sky TV subscription as a result, didn't you? So, I am. I'm boycotting <laughs> because no. To be fair, I, well, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but. We'll go. I, I was paying about seventy quid a month, and I had all I the channels. You, and you got to disclose you're paying the contracts. Your contract, why would you not? Yeah, it's fine. To? Screw it anyway. But um, I was paying about seventy quid a month for you know sport. I thought I'd treat myself. Well, I, I like watching all the sport. Swans on Sky sometimes. Um, and then I was up for renewal, uh, and it was like going up to about hundred and twenty pound a month, and I was like, 
and the Swans Cardiff game's not even on Sky anymore. So I was like, screw that. I'm not. Um, yeah, they can take and shove it. Yeah, so we've we done a thing on it before, doing something needs to change, and hopefully something will change. Go and it, and we've got Millwall away on Tuesday night, and that's not on Sky either on the red button or anything. So that can't be seen anywhere. Oh, not unless you can travel to Millwall on a, on a Tuesday night to London. Fortunately, I'm working to Lapa State, so I will not be there. Yeah. But we are going to Reading. Yeah, we're going to Reading. We are going. So, so if anyone fun. else is going to Reading, say hello if you see us up there. And uh, we'll say hello back. <laughs> hopefully, it'll, <laughs> hopefully it'll be a, a good game. Uh, we'll carry on our form now from this one and win another five nil or something. Yeah, well, that, that's that's a point as well. What can we uh, what can we do from here now? Can we uh, can we kick on? I think I looked. I, someone did a uh, a tweet as well, and it was we've done the double over Cardiff, we've done the double over Bristol City, West double Brom. over West Brom, and you think, God, we've had we've had some good results this season. So it's just been some bad results in the mix that have really yeah. But we're not even in a. Back. We look bad in the position we're in. We're in 16th. So it's like, oh, bottom half is a bit, bit rubbish. But we're on 51 points, right? We're only... If we get one win, we can move up to 12th. Probably won't because of goal difference. But that's West Brom. They're in 12th. Um, only three points ahead of us. And then five points ahead is Coventry. Apparently, they've had a really good season. Yeah. Five points. You know, in like... We've got a game in hand on them too as well. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, we could be somewhere in the top half, and all of a sudden it's looking a lot different. So well, I was we're in a position our... where it's quite tight. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. I think that mid table is so tight that like nobody really moves today. When you get a, a couple of wins, like normally in the championship, you get a couple of wins, then you and you're like, you know, you're flying up the table. But I think it's so tight in there that teams are just moving up and down all the time, one one or two spaces, yeah. one or two spaces. That it just seems like we haven't moved anywhere for ages, but. Am I right in saying we're only like 10 points off the playoffs? Uh, 11. 11 points off the playoffs. I mean, that's not bad really considering, is it? And it's always and a, I'm look. not saying it's going to be us, but there's always a team that does a surge. Yeah, I think we're a bit, we might be a bit too far, far yeah, off. Yes, it's, it's not going to be us. But I, like, know, I know in us we'll lose the next two now maybe after a performance like that. But I'm just, just saying, theoretically, if we went and won five on the bounce, you would be knocking on the door. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, and it's still a, there's still a potential of it. We, we, the, I think it might have been the last podcast where I was saying like, I really want to see improvement now. He's saying about next season, I really want to see the improvement now. And we said that maybe the Cardiff game could give them that springboard. Yeah, and realistically, it it could. Um, so who knows? I mean, I looked at our fixtures as well, and we've got like Millwall away, then we've got Derby at home, and then I think we got Barnsley at home, and then Reading away. So we play like the three of the bottom four in the next four games. So, you know, you could be talking about good pointage there if they can get some results together. Yeah, and the QPR, they're only eight points ahead of us and we've got a game in hand. Apparently, they've had a good season too. So, it just shows how it's not that much of a gap, but the the mentality on the overall year is so different, isn't it? It's like... Yeah, I just, I just hope now that they can use this momentum. Go for, I don't want to like just, I don't want it to just be. Oh yeah, we played so well in the derby, and that's it. No, because they played so well yesterday. We just want to see them kick on from there now. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's see if that buzz continues. Um, it would be good if it can. If we can, and this is kind of the stage where Graham Potter under him, they had a good run towards the end of the season. We're kind of in yeah. that 
Christmas period. Yeah. So maybe this is what it will take to to get oh. something going similar. So what I needed to say as well, I forgot to say about the game was how good Latibodia was. Oh yeah, I forgot to touch on the fact that he started. I I when the team news came out, I was worried. I'll be honest. Yeah, I was a bit worried. I thought in a centre half position, I was a bit I don't know a bit worried, but no, that it really really showed us up because that was uh, that was a solid performance. I thought he was brilliant. Maybe a it signal worked well. At the end See, of Bennett as well. Well, it kind of worked well because what they were doing was they know that like Cardiff are going to pump it up and try and flick headers on, so they kind of had like either Norton or like Latibodier going to you know challenge the header, and one of them sweeping in behind because they're they're both quite quick for centre halves, and they've got like Norton and Latibodier, so I think it just worked really well that they were both there mopping up, and I, yeah, he was brilliant. Latibodier was yesterday. Yeah, Bennett maybe. Yeah, I think that's curtains now, yeah. Finley Boons uh didn't start either, just kind of there. Yeah. Still. Well yeah. <laughs> see what happens with him by the end of the season. If he we got the option to extend of me, so see if he gets his foot in the door a bit more. Didn't work out straight away for Gihi, so still time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's end it there. It's been a good good conversation. So let's get Russell Mann off the screen to say goodbye. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks, Ali, for joining me. Thanks everyone who's listening. As always, don't forget to let us know your thoughts of of, of everything we sp- we've spoken about. Uh, what was your experience of the derby? How do you celebrate it? What do you think of the match? How do you think rate the performance? Like, does that make you want to give Russell Martin more time? Are you still a bit skeptical on him? Let us know everything in the comments below. Don't forget to hit the big big red subscribe button. I can't get my words out today. <laughs> And hit the like button as well because it helps us grow as a channel. We're trying to get to 500 subscribers. We did get a few off the last uh, video, but I still know that about half the people who watch in are not subscribed. So hit that subscribe button. Help us make history, get into 500 subscribers, just like the Swans made history, getting the first double in the South Wales derby. And on that note, we shall see you in the next one. So uh, enjoy the week. Enjoy the celebrations. Hopefully it continues away at Millwall. See you soon. Have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.